Hello and welcome to episode 719 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this afternoon. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Monday, November 20th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with St. Alphonsus Liguri's Monday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain holy perseverance. O Queen of Heaven, I, who was once a miserable slave of Lucifer, now dedicate myself to thee, to be thy servant forever. I offer myself to honor thee and serve thee during my whole life. Do thou accept me and refuse me not as I should deserve. O my mother, in thee have I placed all my hopes. From thee do I expect every grace. I bless and thank God, who in his mercy has given me this confidence in thee, which I consider a pledge of my salvation. Alas, miserable wretch that I am, I have hitherto fallen, because I have not had recourse to thee. I now hope that, through the merits of Jesus Christ and thy prayers, I have obtained pardon. But I may again lose divine grace. The danger is not past. My enemies do not sleep. How many new temptations have I still to conquer? Ah, my most sweet lady, protect me, and permit me not again to become their slave. Help me at all times. I know that thou wilt help me, and that with thy help I shall conquer, if I recommend myself to thee. But this is what I fear. I fear that in time of danger I may neglect to call upon thee, and thus be lost. I ask thee then for this grace. Obtain that in the assaults of hell I may always have recourse to thee, saying, Mary, help me. My mother, permit me not to lose my God. Today, friends, we're going to take a look at an article which was published on June 15th of this year at the PadrePeregrino.org website, the purveyor of that, Father David Nix, and it is entitled Eastern Orthodox and the Triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Now, Father Nix does not believe the, the consecration of Russia happened properly in March of 2022. I was initially of the perspective that it was. You had the Pope and you had the bishops of the world consecrating Russia and the Ukraine. So the Ukraine has only become a nation state since 1991. Before that, I believe historically it was a part of Russia or Poland. Now I'm not so sure, right? This happened Back in March of 2022, we're now in November of 2023, we were told that what we should look for was Russia being converted and an era of peace. Well, Russia hasn't been converted to Catholicism yet. There's a group of very strong Catholics in Russia, but it's a very, very tiny percentage of the population there. And with all the strife going on and all the killing in the Ukraine and in Palestine and so forth. It certainly hasn't been an era of peace, but we are promised that the Blessed Mother's Immaculate Heart will triumph. So I guess you could say, I'm not really sure one way or the other whether the consecration has happened as the Blessed Mother intended, although I, I originally thought that to be the case. Now I'm not so sure. But I thought this was uh, a good article from June, and I would like to share it with you. Father begins by saying, If Jesus does not return soon, I look to Our Lady of Good Success, who said the total restoration of the Catholic Church would come sometime after the 19th century. 
Our Lady of Fatima also speaks of the triumph of her Immaculate Heart in an era of peace. Would this be the miraculous beginning of the angelic Pope and great monarch in the sixth age of the church before the Antichrist arrives in the seventh age? In such prophecies, we need to consider not just the Western rite of the Catholic Church, but also the Eastern rites. In this CPX Catechism video, and he gives a hyperlink, I explain the difference between Eastern Catholics and Eastern Orthodox. Both churches have seven valid sacraments, but only Eastern Catholics are in union with Rome. There is a hope that the Eastern churches, especially the Russian Orthodox and Greek Orthodox, would come into union with Rome if we ever had a true traditional pope. Perhaps they would end not only their schism, but also abjure their heresies. Of course, many Eastern Orthodox believe we Catholics are the heretics. But imagine we had a traditional pope who abrogated the errors of Vatican II and the new sacraments, which, yes, I believe are valid. If we had a traditional pope who returned the church to her patrimony, and if the Russian and Greek Orthodox overturned their schism and heresies, they would have much less heresy to reject than your average Western modernist Catholic. Why? Because modernism is the synthesis of all heresies, meaning most Catholics today believe nearly every heresy found in the first millennium of Christianity. Of course, they use slightly different language than the early heretics, but most modernist Catholics today currently believe in every possible heresy such as Gnosticism, is now, founded, is now found as nominalistic obedience, and Arianism is now found as ecumenism. I explain both of these on Taylor Marshall's show when we discussed the Jesuits in early 2023. But I got most of these initial ideas on orthodoxy and the promised future pope from Father Paul Kramer when he was on an Eastern Catholics podcast last year. Basically, the Orthodox would have to abjure only a couple heresies that we won't get into here. But liturgically, the Orthodox would have to change absolutely nothing to come into union with Rome, except maybe add the filioque in the creed. Like the traditional Latin Mass, the Divine Liturgy of St. Basil and the Divine Liturgy of St. John Chrysostom also dates back to the 6th century at the latest, all of their sacraments are apostolic in origin, unlike the new Western sacraments. For example, the Eastern Orthodox have exorcisms and baptisms, as do the ancient Roman rites. But the Novus Ordo baptism has a very short, optional, minor exorcism. This means that the Orthodox sacraments are closer to the traditional Roman sacraments in dozens of ways. Similarly, many intense Russian Orthodox put extreme emphasis on the church fathers, all of whom existed before the great schism between East and West. In other words, traditional Roman Catholics and Russian Orthodox can often be found frequently quoting the same early saints who knew the apostles. Many Russian Orthodox monks and priests who lived through communism renounced the ecumenism that the USSR tried to foist on them. In fact, many Russian monks in the 20th century suffered as they stood against such ecumenism. If the Russian Orthodox one day were to accept the Pope in Rome 
and stopped thinking we were heretics and dropped their heresies? Three giant miracles, I know. They would have to change nearly nothing about their sacraments to be Eastern Catholics in full communion with Rome. Keep in mind that even now the Roman Church recognizes the validity of the sacraments of not only Eastern Catholics, but even Eastern Orthodox. But those running the current Vatican apparatus today are simply universalist Unitarians. So probably 99% of modernist Catholics, even at the grassroots level, would reject the prophesied future traditional Pope as he eradicates modernism in both doctrine and liturgy. On the other hand, both Russian Orthodox and traditional Catholics believe that Jesus is the only way to the Father, whereas most modernist Catholics believe nearly everyone is saved. Thus, if we received a truly traditional Pope to restore the spirit of the Church's priests, then the East would be an easier bridge to build to apostolic Catholicism than what it would take to convince your average modernist Catholic in the West who lives and thinks essentially as a Methodist with occasional use of sacraments. Basically, Father Paul Kramer, formerly of the Fatima Center, teaches that because the Eastern Orthodox never had a Vatican II, the Russian Orthodox would only have to refuse to be schismatics and drop a few traditional heresies, but not anything as epidemic as modernism, to come into union with the Roman Catholic Church. I can't find the quote, but I believe Padre Pio even said that Russia would convert before the United States. Of course, this will only happen when we have a traditional pope who accurately consecrates Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, exactly as Our Lady of Fatima has asked. Clearly, this has never been done. How can Father Paul Kramer and I be so sure of this? Although communism greatly compromised the Russian Orthodox hierarchy shortly after the Bolshevik Revolution, the communists never successfully changed the patristic faith of the stalwart Russian monks who went into prisons and forests and postinias to keep their ancient faith. Thus, we can extrapolate from this that Russian Orthodox, at least the more hardcore factions, have never changed their faith due to communism. The Russian Orthodox were decimated from without due to communism, but the Russian Orthodox were never decimated from within as we in Rome were by the modernists in the 1960s. In short, the Russian Orthodox never had their patristic faith or ancient divine liturgy changed by communists like we did by Vatican II via our infiltration from within. This means the Eastern Orthodox one day attempting union with a truly traditional Roman Pope, hopefully choosing to reestablish the patristic faith and the ancient Eastern and Western liturgies exclusively, would be easier for most Catholic Eastern schismatics than all the Western heretics who currently call themselves Catholics. Of course, the beginning of these dominoes of division between East and West will only begin to fall when we have a truly traditional Pope who obeys exactly what Our Lady of Fatima requests on the exclusive consecration of Russia to her Immaculate Heart. And as I mentioned earlier, that's still a, a point of con contention. And to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not sure uh, pertaining to the consecration, but 
We can all do our part. Remember, pray the rosary every single day. Frequent the sacraments, especially confession. Attend the traditional Latin mass or divine liturgy. Avoid the Novus Ordo. Teach your children, those of you who are parents, especially using the Baltimore Catechism. Study yourself the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X, the Catechism of the Council of Trent, and in the words of Archbishop Lefebvre of happy memory, don't be bitter. Jesus is our joy. No one can ever take that away from you. No one can ever take him away from you. The only thing we can do to separate ourselves from the Lord is mortal sin, not being in the state of grace. And if you fall into mortal sin, get to confession immediately. Call up a priest on the phone if you have to and make a special appointment. Our Lord Jesus Christ loves you more than you can possibly imagine, but he doesn't want you to sin. He wants you to avoid sin and pursue virtue in all things. So let's ask the Lord for the grace to love him and love the Blessed Mother with all of our heart, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. To conclude, friends, I want to once again mention Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach available on the web at halo-soma.org, halo-soma.org. And also please tune into episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast for more information about RPM. It's an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method. This is a system of communication for non-speakers, and it's as tremendous a breakthrough as Braille was in terms of being able to read for the blind or sign language in terms of being able to communicate for the deaf. Before my niece was eight, we didn't even know her favorite color. We didn't know anything. We had to guess at her wants and her needs because she's a non-speaker. This is a game changer for non-speakers or people who have trouble in communicating. Imagine how despondent, how angry you would be if you were unable to talk to your friends and your family, unable to communicate to them in any way. RPM gets non-speakers out of the prison of silence and into the world of open communication where they rightfully belong. Communication is a human right. We've now discovered that my niece is a comprehensive genius, and I really mean that. She's a gifted poet, very skilled in regards to mathematics. She composes music. She knows foreign languages, and there are so many more like her maybe thousands and thousands of souls like her in this world. But we don't know that because they don't have access to communication. So please spread that website around in those episodes of Our Ladies Podcast. They could truly help a family that you know, friends that you know, communicate with non-speakers in their family and really change their lives forever and do so for the better. Thank you once again for listening to the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Please tune in again next time. Goodbye and God love you.